Welcome to Liberty Chats, produced by members of the Steamboat Institute's Emerging Leaders Council. Thank you for joining us. We talk to a variety of experts, leaders, journalists, and policymakers about our nation's founding principles, why they are still so relevant and essential to preserving freedom for everyone, what specific challenges and threats they face today, and how those founding principles best safeguard and empower everyone's ability, young and old, to attain prosperity and personal happiness. Hello, welcome to Liberty Chats. My name is Stone Washington. I am a member of Steamboat Institute's Emerging Leaders Council. The Steamboat Institute is a conservative organization dedicated to promoting the values of freedom, liberty, and civil dialogue. Today, our guest is Dr. Alveda C. King. Dr. King is from Atlanta, Georgia, and serves as the chair of the Center for the American Dream at AFPI. She is the daughter of the late slain civil rights activist, Reverend A.D. King, and the niece of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King is the founder of Speak for Life, fighting for the sanctity and dignity of all life, from the womb to the tomb. She currently serves as a Fox News contributor and host of the Fox Nation show, Alveda King's House. Dr. King is a former college professor, served in the Georgia State House of Representatives, is a former presidential appointee and 2021 recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. And without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Dr. King and thank you for joining us. Hi Stone, and it's exciting to speak to you and your viewers and your listeners. So uh, I look forward to this conversation. Wonderful, thank you so much. And um, now I'd like to move into the first question of the interview, which is, what do you see as the most important social issue that concerns black voters today? I believe perhaps the most important social issue would be life from the womb to the tomb into eternity. But I would say it's not the only important And what kind of stands right next to that for me is education. Education is so important because, say, they can take, when I say they, the main counters who decide how many prisons to build and how many uh, slots to have in various communities for different reasons, can look at the test scores of second graders. And if those scores are too low, then they will start building and planning for jail cells for those little second graders. So education is certainly important. And I guess a close, close third would be sexualization of uh, minors, the transgender surgeries and all of that. So it's very hard for me to say there's just one that's most important. So I would say life, education, and how we treat our children. Wow. Very interesting. And with those important social issues in mind, I think that paves the way uh, nicely for my second question, which is, what advice do you have for Black Americans who are apathetic about voting ahead of this November midterm election? My uncle, my very famous uncle, and my daddy, his brother, Reverend A.D. King, Martin Luther King Jr. said, the Negro cannot win if he's willing to sacrifice the futures of his children 
for immediate personal comfort and safety. Now, we could apply that quote to all the social issues we just named. In the African-American community, we're going to have to begin to consider outcomes and options that will give us success and not death. So the high crime rates, the abortions, the problems in education, we could go on and on and on. So for the African-American today, our goal is going to be similar to any human beings. We want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My uncle, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was also a patriarch. He said, I have a dream. It's rooted in the American dream. So when we begin to think of the African-American community, not the race, there's one blood and one race. There's only one race of human beings on the planet, and that's the human race. Ethnicity is different. Now, when people say, oh, I'm colorblind, I don't see color. Well, yes, we do. And if you can't see color, you need some kind of new glasses or go to see the doctor because color is relevant. It's indicative of ethnic giftings. But we don't want to mix that up with being the one blood and one race human being. So the African-American community specifically, we need to be seeking opportunities to live and to succeed. Thank you so much. That That is a very uh, powerful response. And I, I, that gives me a lot of perspective to think about uh, what really concerns Black Americans today. Mm-hmm. And that I think that sets up for my next question, which is uh, how can you better inspire Black Americans to embrace conservative values? As an African-American woman, 72 years of age, And at the time of this interview, most people would say I'm 71 because my, I mean, 71, my next birthday is not until January, but I count the nine months in my mother's womb. So as a 72-year-old Black woman living in America, I think it's very important for us to align our votes with our values, things that we believe in. And certainly many African-Americans still understand the work ethic, for example. If you don't work, you don't eat, you need to work. And you need to pursue that kind of career or profession or job that will make you happy and make you feel fulfilled, fulfilled. And it also puts money in your pocket to pay your bills. So the work ethic, we need to get back to work as African-Americans. We also, as African-Americans, need to appreciate the opportunity to live in America and worship freely. Those are things that we don't think about. We often just want to argue about skin color and somebody's a racist and I'm oppressed because I'm black. Well, that's not necessarily the picture or the outcome that we really want. Racism, of course, we've had all this big debate about critical race theory. Should critical race theory be taught in schools? Within confines and within perspective, we should study all of America's history. We must highlight the successes and improve the failures. However, however, people don't understand what critical race theory is. Critical race theory was created by eugenicists. And they have a concept that they are a superior Aryan race because they have blonde hair and blue eyes. 
And because of that, they say they are a separate race and they are superior and any other race of humans is inferior. I happen to believe that that should be taught. I think critical race theory should be taught from the perspective that it is racist, that is created by eugenicists, and it is detrimental to the American dream. That does need to be taught. Now, well-being people who do not understand the importance of people having truth in order to succeed, just say, oh, we're not going to teach you. We're not going to have that in our schools. Well, no, just teach the truth. It was created by socialists who hate America. So I believe that we need to have a very good agenda in America of teaching and telling truth from a perspective that all men, all people, all human beings are created equal. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. King. And uh, basically, based on your perception of the true nature of critical race theory and uh, basically how CRT values are embraced by so many on the left who seek to promote it in our schools and our government and our our corporate offices for training purposes. Uh, With that in mind, um, how can or what can be done to dissuade someone from supporting liberal ideas like critical race theory? What I did, I created a little meme and it went out on all my social media. Uh, my chief of staff, Dr. Chris Leder, uh, helped me. I said, listen, we, I have too many words. I can't get people to get the point. So we came up with critical race theory is racist, period. And when we say that, people say, what do you mean it's racist? And then we get to explain what critical race theory is, because through the disguise of wanting to deal with racism, the left has brought us all of this confusion and argumentation so that they can continue to advance that theory that they are superior. And that needs to be exposed. Basically, based on on your information that you provided, uh, I want to move on into my final question Uh, which is a little bit more open-ended than the previous questions. Uh, I would like to ask you, how do you define liberty? Liberty, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty and freedom seem to be the same words. They seem to be synonymous. But liberty gives us permission as human beings equally created in the image of God to express and to receive all of the goodness that we desire. That's liberty. Freedom can be more easily legislated than liberty. You can pass laws and say it's against the law to do this, 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 and this. But liberty is the concept that causes us to recognize each other as human beings and to give each other that regard and that respect because we are human. And that liberty, for example, When we talk about the freedom to worship, we can legislate that, but the liberty to worship without people criticizing anybody or saying that my religion is better than your religion. Those are matters of the heart. They stir our emotions. So I believe that as we pursue life, liberty, and happiness, the pursuit of happiness, What is genuine happiness? If human kindness is not mixed in with that, human regard is not mixed in with that, regarding somebody's uh, ethnicities, for example, I am part African, Irish, and Native American. That's what my DNA and ancestry 
and all of all of those examinations have revealed. So I have high regard for Africa, for Ireland and the Native Americans. Some people have Asian backgrounds. Some people have various blended backgrounds. And so to regard humanity from the womb to the tomb and into eternity, to regard human beings, to see human beings. I see color, Acts 17, 26. Oh, I'm colorblind. No, you're not. If you are, you need glasses. So the liberty to live among other human beings without fear, without condemnation. And I believe that can occur, occur in America. We can legislate laws for freedom, but we will not be able to attain true liberty until we do what Martin Luther King Jr. said, learn to live together as brothers and sisters. I say sisters, he didn't say sisters. Or perish together as fools. So when we have that liberty, that freedom, when we regard each other, not by skin color, nor by ethnicity, but by the content of our characters, I think that we will move on up into another place. Well, Dr. King, I found that last response to be so inspiring and, and so very insightful. And it gave me so much to consider that I hadn't thought about before. And I, I hope the, our audience feels the same. But um, Dr. King, I wanted to thank you for the conversation that we had and for being uh, such a profound advocate of freedom and liberty. And thank you so much for spending the time to participate in this interview. Thank you, Stone. I wanna be free. I wanna be free.